On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, a lot of people have been asking me about trading defined risk or as a spread, either as applied to zero DTE trades or my uh, three published income strategies. So I want to kind of give my take on that and address some of the nuances and pitfalls. And first of all, I want to clarify by uh, delineating trading as a spread into three categories, and we're going to cover each of these. The first one is tight spreads um, and, you know, trading a spread, uh, you know, for that leverage effect you get and, and you know, the supposed capital efficiency with the tight spread. Um, the second one is the opposite and at the spectrum trading spreads purely as a synthetic um, for buying power control. So you want to simulate a naked trade, but you want to cap some of that buying power requirement. And then we'll cover something in between the two. Uh, and this is important because the kind of in-between method of trading spreads, I think, actually carries the highest idiosyncratic risk. Um, so I want to make sure to get that information out so people are aware of this. <clears throat> so if we look at trading a tight spread first, um, this is the one that I don't do it myself. So I have the least amount of, I guess, informed input. But what I will say is that when you're trading a very tight spread, for example, like my strategy, you're going to do... For example, 7DT on SPY, I'm looking at like uh, 15 Delta, for example. So it's 76 cents right now. Uh, today is July 13th, 2021. SPY is at 437. So if I look at a 428 strike, 15 Delta, it's about 76 cents. If I go out a dollar, you know, it's uh, 69 cents. So the net credit on this thing is going to be, it's going to be really small, um, you know, 8 cents. So just the commissions alone uh, and the fees, is going to be a large chunk of that. Um, so it's just a lot less uh, efficient in terms of um, the drag from, from trading expense. Now, we can go out further. If you look at maybe $5, you know, the, the long is $0.45, cents, net credit is $0.30. Cents. So it's a little bit better, you know, if you're paying a dollar to commission and you have to close out or whatever. Um, it, it's still pretty high percent. So the thing is, <clears throat> because the net credit is lower, the fixed cost of, trading expense is going to be higher as a proportion. Those all serve to kind of reduce the, the expectancy, the, the premium capture you're going to get, um, which, which may be okay because at the end of the day, if you're doing this to get more leverage, then you may make more overall, even if you're making less per contract, if that makes sense, because you can trade more contracts. But the, the main unknown for this is I, I really can't say how this affects the probabilities because, uh, for example, in my 7DT strategy, you know, I trade a certain delta, I put a stop on, and I have a certain expected win rate, which translates to a certain expectancy based on the win-loss ratio and everything. But if you trade as a tight spread, I, I just really can't say for sure because there's more options involved, there's more griefs, uh, it's hard to know exactly how the interaction is going to play with the probabilities. Will you get the same probabilities? I don't know. Um, if someone wants to try it, that's fine. Uh, I may maybe do a back test on something like this and, um, and and update, maybe do another episode. But it's just with with spreads, you have more legs. There's more commissions. There's more slippage. Execution might be a problem. And again, all of these sort of serve to decrease the efficiency of the of the trade. But it may be okay if, uh, if you want to have that amount of leverage and you may be able to eke out more profit. Um, now, on the opposite end, 
trading as a synthetic. If you're going to do spreads and you have to for whatever reason, I, I would recommend, at least for my kind of strategy, trading as a synthetic. This means going very far out and trying to um, pay as little as possible for that wing, for that long strike. And in this case, you know, looking at the same short strike example I'm looking at right here, you know, 428 for 75 cents. Um, now, on reg T margin, the buying power requirement is going to be about 20%. So the face value of this strike, 428, is 42,800. If I go down about 20%, now you don't want to go down more than that, and I'll tell you why in a second. So if we go to the 342 strike or around there, uh, that's going to be about 20% down. So let me look at this here. Uh, 345, 340. So this is like a, a penny bid, two cents ask. So it's about two cents. Um, and the thing is like, so this is 20% down. So the 20% buying power requirement, this actually saves you almost nothing from trading naked um, because it's about 20% of the notional. So if you go actually go out 20% and buy that wing, you're not really going to get any margin relief. In fact, you're just going to pay that um, cost of the wing almost for no reason. And in fact, and the other thing is, if you have a large enough account to get portfolio margin, the buying power impact is, in fact, probably only about 10%. Um, now, if you go out 10% out of the money on something like this, so once again, we have the 428 long strike, we go down to about the 385, you know, it's five cents for that long strike. So now you get about the same margin relief as the portfolio margin, so about 10% BPR, but you're paying five cents for the long. and you know, this is essentially, you're giving up, you know, five divided by about the 78 cents for a short. You're giving about 6% of your premium off the bat. Um, so this, you know, based on the way I model my strategies and expectancy that, you know, I, I consider that a fixed cost. So you're giving up 6% of the premium right off the bat. So on a, on a strategy, which I typically figure for 25% premium capture, you're going to be just out the gate. You're ideally going to look at 19% premium capture. So you're giving up 6% which is almost a quarter of the profits just because you're trying to cap the BP. Now, again, same as the tight spread, that may be okay if you actually want to leverage up. Now, that, you know, that carries its own risk. And um, you know, for those of you that haven't, you should go to my trading page and look at my essays. I think number six or number five, one of them is on sort of notional risk and using leverage. So you know, if, if you're going to double the contract size, then you'll you will make more money even if you're losing about 25 percent of your premium capture because you've doubled you know a, a lower premium capture on a greater pool of premium is just going to net more overall than a high premium capture on a on a smaller pool of premium so you can leverage if you want to you know uh i've said this before i've run a number of strategies and i, I kind of spread the risk around so i i never see the need to leverage more on any one strategy and um but again, that's all preference. So if you want to run the strategy and you want to push the PL um, with spreads, I think that's the only reason you would use the wing. I don't think you need to, especially if you have the portfolio margin anyways, to trade it as a spread. You know, and with people with small accounts, trade in tight spread, you know, kind of do it. Um, try it. Uh, I, I, like I said, maybe I'll do an updated episode using a backtest with tight spreads, but you know, I really just can't speak to that because I don't know how it's going to react um, and how it's going to play out. So maybe it can work out. Um, and you know, if, if somebody wants to try it and let me know, or I'll do some backtest, that's fine. Um, but now I want to focus lastly 
on what I call this sort of in between. Um, so if you're not going super, so when you have a really tight spread, uh, the Greeks, especially Vega, they tend to kind of counteract. So there, there may be some benefit because what stop losses, people always complain about getting stopped out when you're not in the, when you're out of the money, right? Because of volatility expansion. So if you have a very tight spread, you know, a short and then a long strike very close to it, that Vega exposure is actually going to kind of counteract and mute the expansion of the premium. So there may be, in fact, some uh, help in terms of not getting stopped out too early. Now, the issue is if you go kind of a medium distance, not super far out, but kind of a medium distance, you're going to pay, first of all, a lot for that long strike. So using the same example here, I'm looking at the ATT 428 strike SPY. If I go out, for example, I don't know, I'm just going to pick $10. So I go out to 418 it's 30 cents, right? So I'm giving up almost half of the premium off the bat. Now, here is the really kind of insidious thing. When you start far out, you know, in terms of duration, if we're talking about seven days, 10 days, you know, 20 days, whatever, you may kind of get this false sense of security of like the, that, that, that uh, phenomenon when I say about the kind of the Greeks counteracting each other. But as you get closer to expiration, everything starts to kind of decay. The delta is decaying, the vega is decaying. Um, and from a percent standpoint, that $10 out of the money long strike as a proportion of kind of the expected move is gonna get further. So it's gonna look further and further away from, from a delta perspective, right? So that long leg is gonna decay. And as you get closer to expiration, that medium with spread is actually gonna start acting like a naked position because that long leg is just not going to react. So there's a couple really kind of bad effects of this. Um, when you trade a tight spread and you if you have a stop on the whole spread, right, you can kind of control the loss. That's fine. Um, with a wide synthetic, uh, very wide spread, usually we, we say to set the stop on the short leg only, right? The long leg is just a throwaway, just for pure, pure BP control. On the medium size spread, if you were to set the stop on the entire spread as i said that long leg is not going to react anymore later on so it's practically the same as setting the stop on the short leg right so it's almost the same you can you can even just ignore the long leg and set the stop on the short leg but here's the thing so in this example you no know, um and now the 420 is at, is at 80 cents now but so if i if i click 80 cents for the short strike and 30 cents for the long strike though so let's look at this okay so if I were to only sell naked and I'm collecting 80 cents on a short strike and I set a 3x credit stop loss, my stop loss trigger is in fact at $2.40, right? This is pretty straightforward. But for the same $10 spread, right? I pay 30 cents for the win. So my net credit, let's call it 50 cents. So now my net credit is 50 cents. But if I set the stop based on the credit of the short strike, right? If I still set it at 240, the problem is now that risk reward ratio has changed, right? For the naked, setting the stop on a short strike gives you that two to one that, that I typically like. But on that medium with um, spread, right? I only collected a net credit of 50 cents and I now have a stop at 240, which is, you know, mo almost, I think that's more than 3x the net loss if that, if that actually hits. So it changes the, the dynamics. and. Not only that, 
if instead I didn't want to set the, the stop on just a short leg, but I want to set the stop on the on the whole spread, right? So so I collected a net credit 50 cents. Now I want to control that um, PL ratio. So instead of a 240 stop, I set the stop at $1.50, right? So at net credit $1. 50 cents, stop at $1.50. So in this case, it is true, you will get a two to one risk reward. But something else happens. Like I was saying, this spread, the behavior in the Greeks, it starts morphing and acting like a naked, um, naked contract, right? Because the short is in play, but the long is so far out. So what happens is you've effectively had a reduced stop level. So that that short strike is going to have a closer chance of hitting that you know, $1.50 lower stop threshold than the $2.40 I would have set if I was trading naked or if I was trading as a synthetic. So that's kind of one of the things that maybe people don't realize um, because I've looked at these things so many times and just really understanding the way the Greeks behave, that, that's very important. It's like things are changing and that, that medium size with spread it, it's going to morph throughout the life of the um, expiration cycle. As you get closer to expiration, it's going to behave and look more like a naked strategy. Um, so that's basically the two things you have to keep an eye out for is number one, if you set a stop just on the short strike, you may in fact get a stop, a loss amount much higher than you originally anticipated. But if you set the stop just based on the net credit, um, you may in fact get a lot lower win rate than you expected because your stop threshold is just set at a lower level. Um, so those are the kind of uh, two things to keep an eye out for. Um, so with that said, uh, that's kind of my take on the different types of uh, spread trading and when to do it, why. No, I typically don't do it, but if you were to do it, when you should and kind of the pitfalls. So hope that helps.